All content published by Your Brain on Science is solely the opinions of the authors and does not reflect the opinions of any parties affiliated with them or any additional third parties. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Brain on Science with Elena and Zarmin. Uh, just to remind you to like our podcast, subscribe, rate us, write a review, and share. This week, we're going to be talking about how to change your mind, and we're going to do a little react. So stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a new installment of Your Brain on Science. Um, as Elena mentioned, we're going to be reacting to the How to Change Your Mind uh, docu-series that's out on Netflix. Um, I think we both were um, pretty happy to see something like that out, uh, but we have thoughts. <laughs> yes, we have some thoughts we and we want to share them with you. <laughs> um, so we're going to go through this, uh, through the episodes. So there, it's, it's a docu-series and it has episodes. Um, like, and each episode is, is about a different drug. So like episode one was LSD, psilocybin, we have MDMA, so, uh, so on and so forth. So we're sort of going to just break it down. Um, and this is going to be a quick little episode. Uh, so let's get started. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to state that, so this is for the docu-series, uh, that is on Netflix. We're not going to get into the content of the actual book itself that yeah. came out a couple years ago. Um, and I know like for myself, at least when this docu-series came out, I was kind of like, when I saw like the trailer for it, I was like, oh no, like <laughs> this is going to be a whole thing with like, We've talked a lot about hype on here, so just yeah. kind of like uh, hyping up stuff and not talking about some of the potential downfalls or dangers or issues in the field. But um, I'll say like pleasantly surprised, but we'll get into more specifics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's start with episode one, Elena. So episode one was about LSD. Um, so maybe let's talk about some of the things that we liked, right? Let's start on a high note. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll let you start. Uh, yeah, so what we did, like, uh, it had good background information on, like, the history of psychoactive drugs and the social history of LSD specifically. Um, I thought that was pretty good. It, I mean, it's hard, right, at this point. Zarmin, like, you, we said this earlier that, like, uh, it's kind of, like, a generic, you know, thing at this point to, like, give the, the whole history. It's the same kind totally. of Totally. Um, we literally did a blog post about this the other day, and, like, a lot of that, a lot of what we talked about in the blog post was, like, the first few minutes of the of this episode. And, I mean, I get it, right? Like, you want to set up your docuseries for people that don't really know much. So it was just all, like, very general um, history of these drugs and, and whatnot. And there were some nice interviews in there. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the interviews, right? It was it was nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that they interview, um, like, participants. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then they, they had a nice blend of interviewing participants and experts in, like, that field of study. So Yeah. And they, I think they do that throughout uh, all of the episodes, which I do appreciate. Um, but we'll get more into more specifics a little bit later there. But, I mean... This, this first episode, I do want to say that there was a lot of talk about microdosing. And I want to bring up mm -hmm. that there is not that much evidence behind the benefits of microdosing, right? And I think it took up a significant portion of this episode um, talking about just like microdosing and, and who's doing it and why it's cool and, and new and, and whatnot. But I don't know, that is something that always gets to me. I think that um, 
in in the context of this docu series, I get it, right? Microdosing is one of the biggest things with LSD specifically. Um, so I get that it, it it was brought up, but again, I do want to point out there isn't that much empirical data supporting um, microdosing and sort of what people think about microdosing there. So yeah, a lot of the evidence right now is strictly anecdotal, and even some of the studies that are currently coming out on microdosing are from people who either will make money off of it or like it's not um like controlled it's just it's basically people who microdose say microdosing works so we don't really know kind of you know long-term issues or long-term benefits like nothing is really understood yet yeah exactly we we even reviewed that recent paper that just came out um on the blog about microdosing so if you guys haven't read that yet um please go and uh read the journal club that's up on uh our blog and we sort of break down that study. And in the end, it was kind of, you know, it was still inconclusive. So I want us to be very careful when we think about microdosing, because this is one of the biggest things that people come to me about. And they're like, oh, my God, yeah, like I heard about microdosing and this and that. And um, they're like, what do you think about it? And I always I hate I hate being the bummer, but I'm always like, I, I mean, I don't know what I think about it. There isn't that much data. So, I mean, I'm glad that people are feeling this way, but I can't tell you one way or the other, you know, so. Exactly. If anyone is interested in a microdosing skeptic shirt, please let us know. We're considering merch. (laughs) Oh my God. If you guys, if anyone has ideas about merch or what you guys are interested in, let us know. We've, we have some things in the pipeline, right? We got some stickers out there. A lot of my undergrads have stickers and are walking around with stickers. So um, reach out to us, let us know. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I just want to say the last thing I did like about this episode is And one of the things I was most concerned about is the lack of a disclaimer, right? So they did put a disclaimer, I think, on all of the episodes, but I did notice right away before they even started, it was um, talking about being careful about trying mind-altering substances in general. Yeah, 100%. Uh, But episode two, psilocybin. Um, Psilocybin is near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, We both work with serotonergic psychedelics and specifically psilocybin. Um, So this one was a pretty exciting episode. I mean, we might be a little bit more invested in this, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I do also think very generally it was a, it was a great episode. I'll let, I'll let um, Elena start because she cried during this episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I was honestly shocked that I had such a strong emotional pull to this episode, I guess, but um, I wrote in our notes, like, I actually loved, like, all capital letters this episode. I thought it was really well done, and the stories that were shared were really heartwarming. The one that I actually cried for was um, when this man uh, describes his experience, and he was a tree, and he, like, watched his family walk by as he was the tree, and he couldn't, like, and then the kid, like, grabs the twig. If you haven't watched it, I mean, it was very moving, (laughs) and, um, so yeah, that was like, that shocked me. I was like, ready to be a skeptic, you know, and I was like, oh, wait, no, this is great. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, definitely a uh, thumbs up for the psilocybin episode. I don't really think I have anything negative yeah, to yeah. say. I guess the only thing I would say is like, all this research, and this pertains to everything, is still very much in its infancy. So like, I love the anecdotal reports and I love those stories from the trials that are so positive, but just a reminder that there are negatives too, and not everything is as great as it seems in the media. Yeah, for sure. Um, My favorite part of this episode is um, talking about Maria Sabina's life. Um, Maria Sabina, who had, who was, he is one of the most important people, right? When we're talking about things like psilocybin and, and hallucinogens in, in general, um, I'm very, very happy that 
a documentary such as this, a docu-series such as this, talked about how how it, Maria Sabina's life was basically ruined by, you know, like a lot of this work and um, the westernization. The, yeah, yeah. And I could go on and on about all of that. Um, but I think it's very, very important to note the impact of sort of westernization of indigenous practices and westernization of so many things and the impact that that can have um, on on people, on very real people, you know, like and, and we're talking about all of these like we're doing clinical trials with psilocybin. We're talking about the effect of these drugs in our lives having to do with research. But this is this is a very real part of other people's lives and very different contexts, you know, in religious contexts and cultural contexts. And it's very important to remember that. So um, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised that uh, that was in this episode, actually. (laughs) Do you want to give a little bit of background for people who might have not have seen it or um, who don't know who Maria Sabina is? Just like. Yeah. So uh, Maria Sabina was a Mazatec curandera, a shaman. um, And she lived in about, uh, think the 1890s like the eight the late uh from like 1890s to 1980s um about about then um and she was known uh she was a very famous Mexican healer uh I think one of probably the most famous Mexican healers to ever have lived and her practices were based around uh psilocybin um and it was very uh ritualistic it was related to religion and it was a big cultural like cultural uh, practice um, and basically, uh, people visited and sort of met Maria Sabina. Um, and there was this westernization of, and like adopting of these uh, practices. Maria Sabina really taught um, Wasson like what what she did and what these drugs did uh, for her and in her practices. Um, and there was really no recognition of any of her work and all of her uh, sort of effort that was put into educating other people. Right. And she did this. Um, basically from the goodness of her own heart because she didn't get anything out of it, right? Whereas um, the people going to her sort of, you know, more or less exploiting um, these practices got so much out of it, you know, fame and mm-hmm. and literally bringing these drugs to the Western world and, and claiming this knowledge as their own, which is which was not true, right? And it is such yeah. a disservice um, to people who, for who this is such a big cultural and religious um, practice, right, to sort of adopt this as your own and be like, this is what I learned and what I found, and this is what we're going to use this for now, right? And yeah, what what is this if not colonialism? Ah, I should <laughs> go on and on. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to know, and one of the reasons why this is like a big deal that they talked about her and like how, you know, Wasson did her dirty, essentially, is that um, he was the first outsider to ever partake in the Valera and like gain access to the ceremony and like he was not supposed to publish her identity and he did it in the original Life magazine article but then went on later uh, to publish like 500 copies of his own book that gave away her identity location and everything and uh, people basically went to turn that into like a tourist area and kind of um, she totally was no longer like, a like how important this was religiously and yeah. and just you know the majesty of this of, of this stuff in their culture and just making it a tourist destination um so i was very very pleasantly happy uh and surprised pleasantly surprised that this was included in that episode and also excuse me if i didn't um talk about like maria sabina's life with the depth that it deserves and and she needs please let us know if you guys want an episode on that actually i feel like that would be very very interesting and very very yeah. important 
um, to sort of talk about. Yeah, I agree. Right. Now that we're thinking about it. Um, But uh, we have some really, really great people that actually study the history and the religious history, the cultural impact of psychedelics. And um, there's some really, really good experts out there, which I do not claim to be. So I apologize to anyone um, that might think that I should I should know more and say more. I I, I would agree with you. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. we're going to end the rant there for that. Episode. Yes, 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 for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I could go on and on and on. No, I know. You're good. Um, so, yeah, episode three was, I would say, probably our least favorite Oh, episode. my God. <laughs> um, episode mother three. <laughs> yeah, we are not explicit, so. <laughs> but, um, no, episode three was on MDMA. Um, and so, so what did we like about this episode? <laughs> literally the only thing that we wrote in our notes that we liked was the warning at the beginning, <laughs> the disclaimer. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to, or do you want me to keep going? <laughs> uh, there's a part in this episode where they basically talk about, so they talk about Rick Doblin a lot here, right? And they talk about him as the Messiah of psychedelic science. And then there's like this crazy visual with a shirtless Rick Doblin and like religious visuals. And basically in my head, I was like, oh my God, Rick Doblin, Jesus, like Jesus Doblin. Like what is I, happening? This when was I so this, weird. It was wild. I <laughs> literally was just watching it, you know, sitting at my house. And if I was drinking a glass of water, I would have spit it out <laughs> all over the room when the scene came up and I texted Zarmin a, a video of it immediately. And then I tweeted <laughs> it. I was like, what is happening right now? And someone else also had noticed. So that was, um, you know, nice. But uh, yeah, so I guess our beef with this episode is mainly that it focused more on Rick Doblin and maps and like how great they and how are. amazing they are and sort of just rather them for things and yeah. not talking about like the science and MDMA and also there are a lot of controversies right now surrounding MDMA and clinical trials with MDMA and, and did they people. mention any of them no absolutely no. not um which I think is one of like the craziest things you know it's me and you know maybe well, let's give them some credit like these stories might have come out a little bit after um, these episodes were, were made or maybe these episodes were already like being edited or whatever, but um, really, really big oversight on their part is not to talk about these really crazy controversies that are so, so important. And I think we talked about them in one of our previous episodes, but um, participants in clinical trials are in such a vulnerable state, right? Like this is one of the most vulnerable states that you can be in and you're putting your hand yourself in the hands of these um, psychiatrists, these people that you are expecting and, and, you know, trusting to take care of you and, and re- be respectful of boundaries and really um, the, keep the integrity of these experiments and, and this work. And not for nothing, it's, you know, it's deep psychological work with people's personal lives. Um, and the fact that none of this was talked about in this episode, the, the fact that participants were taken advantage of, um, I think is a great disservice to any of the research and also um, a very, very like real criticism of yeah. Doblin and the work that's done with MDMA and, and mm-hmm. these clinical trials, right? Like there's always, there's always a different side to this work. And I think we do a really big disservice by not talking about it. So, yeah. And I think too, like with this, so, okay, no matter when it was filmed, right. This the original complaints for the, all of that and all those trials and the issues of reporting and the MDMA trials, which just affects the integrity of the data, let alone like with the uh, assaults that have occurred, it's 
documented as far back as like I think 2015. Okay, very true. Yeah. So like yeah. they they knew and they just didn't bother talking about any adverse effects or contra well not controversies you know but like yeah. they just didn't bother to even put in like anything about it. Which is unsurprising, but yeah. And again, so I cool. think this feeds into the. Um, let's hype things up instead of actually talk about what what it is, right? Like what right. the reality is and what the situation is. And I think that I don't know this one. This episode pissed me off. <laughs> there yep. was a word for it. I think it pissed me off. Yeah. So that's a wrap on MDMA episode. MDMA. If our feelings on that. <laughs> Next episode. Yeah. If our feelings weren't clear. Next episode. Yeah. Episode four was about mescaline. So what mm-hmm. did we like about this, Elena? Um, all capital letters, large focus on Native American sacred sacrament. Yes. Love yes, that. yes, yes. Um, I liked that they were, they made a point to say, hey, you know, do mescaline if you want, but find a different cactus. Leave peyote alone, man. That's yeah. Native, Indigenous, sacred sacrament. And I think even Michael Pollan was like, I chose not to do peyote because out of respect, which shocking but (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no I um again really appreciated here that they they talked about sort of the indigenous aspect of this right and explicitly said don't do peyote right I think that's again this pleasantly surprised me just like the psilocybin episode this pleasantly uh, surprised me and something new here is they actually talk about the the decriminalization um legalization and medicalization efforts um, and I thought that was a really cool and very important thing to include in here. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, a lot of this is used for, you know, culturally and religiously. Yes, me and you and a lot of the people listening to our podcast are um, working with this uh, in the clinical setting, in a medical setting, right? But I think we can't forget the other side of this, which is yeah. that these are these are sacred, uh, these are compounds that are used in sacred practices and um Oh, this will benefit all of us, but I think it's really important to remember um, where these come from, where these practices come from, and make sure that we don't become those colonizers, right? Like, you don't want to colonize these practices, yeah. um, and there is a way to respectfully um, use and um, make use of uh, these compounds, so. Exactly. Yeah, that episode was good. I don't think there was anything that we... Yeah, I didn't find anything uh, majorly wrong with that. I really, really appreciated uh, sort of the mm. indigenous aspect. And yeah, it was a good, it was like they provided indigenous perspective, like as the people sure. in sure. the episode. Um, but yeah. All right. So, I think that wraps it up, right? I think it was just those four episodes in that short docuseries. Yeah. And I think just a final like couple overview points that, yeah. um, that we've both talked about with each other off the podcast before is just like, the whole How to Change Your Mind uh, book and now docuseries, I think it is really good for, you know, erasing the stigma surrounding people who choose to use mind-altering substances. But I guess, like, my my continued concern with that, right, is, like, okay, Michael Pollan writes a book. And this has happened before. It's not just him, right? It's yeah. white man writes book about using drugs, and he is now the voice of that. And he's, like, wow, that guy is so cool. But there's other people who are not white that have done the same thing and have um, lost out on opportunities or yeah. now viewed as drug addicts or you don't even know who they are. So like Carl Hart, for example, is a prominent um, researcher and yeah. um, doctor at Columbia. But he writes a book about drug use. For, it's called Drug Use for Grownups about his drug use. And now he's an addict. So 
Yeah. So I think it's, it's very important to keep the perspective here, right? Like who, who is speaking about these things and who has the forefront, um, and especially in a field like psychedelics, where we're going to find that the people um, that are up and coming, that are the big names in the field, right, are white men that are able to be, um, that are able to have sort of the forefront and have the pedestal, which, mind you, is is a lot of fields, right? So I'm not, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, my God, like this field is X, Y, and Z. Um, but again, it's very, very important to keep this in mind, especially when we're talking about things like drugs, because again, there's so many people in prison or in jail for possession um, and, and different nonviolent drug charges surrounding these compounds, right? And we're sitting here, I'm sitting here talking to you guys on a podcast about this. Mm-hmm. And Michael Pollan wrote a whole book about his experiences uh, with these drugs. So it's so important to remember that although we might be using them in a context where people are going to benefit from them, people are actively still being harmed by these substances, right? So we can't be advocates for um, the use and the research and the study of these drugs without remembering the people that are actively harmed by all of this stuff, right? And I think that talking about the decriminalization efforts uh, a little bit in that last episode here is good, um, but we we need to remember, right, that there are people being actively harmed by this by this stuff for, and I'm talking about like nonviolent drug charges and, and just like general possession, right? I'm not talking about yeah. anything like serious here. So I think yes. it's very important. And Elena can probably speak more about this than I can because you work a lot in these like active like drug policy efforts. Um, so I think it's, it's just, it's very important. And that's something that, um, I would, I wish that there was more of here, especially with Mm -hmm. Michael Pollan who benefit, who is now like more or less the face of all of this. Right. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I think I just want to leave everyone with some food for thought. So if you are advocating for psychedelics in any way, um, I just want you to think about your voice. And so as you're advocating for these, how are you also advocating to change drug policy and decriminalize yes, efforts? Yes. Um, and how do you look at people who use mind altering substances that aren't psychedelics? Because there's been an amplification of, you know, I use psychedelic so I'm better than someone that uses heroin like yes, yeah. um, and that is something I think that needs to be addressed so I think just check in with yourself and like what are you advocating for is really important a hundred percent yeah and I do want to I do want to preface like say something again a little bit because I did just say something um about Michael Pollan and like uh, sort of like being aware of of others who might have experienced harm I do know that he um, gives a lot of money to these efforts and whatnot, but I think it would be very important for it to be more mainstream and more talked about, right? Like, I, I think it wasn't talked about enough in this docuseries. And I think we all, Elena, what you just said, like, let's check in with ourselves and see what we're advocating for and what what sort of framework we are are sort of working under. And I think this is something for all of us. I think me as, me as well, like, I can... Mm-hmm. I should be a little bit more vocal about this and, and more explicit in, in sort of the framework that I work under and, and what I think we should work towards. But overall, um, I think this is a good docuseries. Um, it was good to, it's, you know, it's always good to further the conversation about psychedelics and, and put it out there and put it in people's mouths. Like, right. Like uh, any publicity is good publicity. Um, but now we're getting to the point where we need to start being critical of things and we need to be, we need to be very careful about the things that we say and, and what we put out there and what we believe in and what we stand for. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so with that, I guess, uh, thanks for listening to our little react. Uh, we hope that you found our opinions interesting, 
to say the least. And even if you didn't, even if you didn't, tell us that you didn't. Let's have a conversation about it, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said in the beginning, like, subscribe, review, share, do all of the things. Um, and oh, also, we- one quick thing. Here, let me plug this quick. So, we are going to be now, with this episode, putting out a Google form. Um, and this Google form is going to be for if you have any ideas that you feel like you should you would want to share or, and other people would benefit from uh, hearing about whether they're related to psychedelic science, psychedelic policy, uh, things having to do with legality, whatever it may be. If you have an idea, go ahead and fill out that Google form and we'll read it and we'll reach out to you and you guys can maybe have a platform um, on uh, this podcast and we can have a sort of conversation about it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Armin. And thanks to all the listeners. You guys have a great uh, whatever time of day it is. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Bye.